Buenos días, mis hermanos, mis hermanas. <laughs> Yesterday morning I was teaching at the pastor's conference in El Salvador and I bring you greetings from our brothers and sisters in Central America. We had an amazing time, had an opportunity to teach uh, six times from Wednesday morning to yesterday uh, about midday, hopped on a plane yesterday afternoon, got in about nine o'clock last night. But I want to share with you just a couple of things before we dig into the word for just a few minutes. We'll, we'll give really an introduction to this passage. But I want to share with you a couple of things that I believe the Lord has not only put on my heart, but what the Lord is already doing in this church. The Great Commission, whether you look at Mark's accounting of it or Matthew's accounting of it, says a simple word at the beginning. It's go. Amen? It's not stay, it's go. It's not build bigger barns, it's go. Um, Our barn's big. We got a big barn. I'm not saying that you all are cows or sheep or anything, but we we have a big barn. Our barn is big. And I think our responsibility to go is bigger because we have a big barn. That we ought to be doing more. And, And that more is more of what we're already doing. And I want to simply share with you, in the last year, uh, we have increased the number of missionaries that we support fourfold. So we have quadrupled the number of missionaries that this church currently supports. But not only do I believe we can do more, I believe God wants to to take some steps of faith to, to do that more. Uh, While I was meeting uh, there in El Salvador, uh, we had pastors from from Mexico, from Guatemala, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Bolivia, Peru, even Colombia. So we had a massive audience of pastors from all over Central America. And what they said was, we need to do this in our location. And so as I was meeting with Pastor Dave, Pastor Chet, um, we've already mapped out a couple of more conferences to do. One will be in Belize. One will be in Cartagena, Colombia. And so our plan is to reach out and plant churches. While we were there, we ordained 11 different pastors, and we have sent them out uh, to begin to pastor works in four of those countries I just named. Amen? You should be excited, because through your faithfulness here to the ministry at Calvary Chapel South Bay, uh, you paid for a large part of that conference. You, You did that. You also are paying the salaries of many of these pastors. You're taking care of their churches. And I believe God wants us to do that. And I believe the church that hears that admonition of go into all of the world and make disciples of all the nations, all the nations, 
We're reaching here in our Jerusalem and our Samaria well. You may have seen the lighthouse at 42nd truck out in the parking lot. Pastor Charlie starts next weekend. Amen? Pastor Tuvai is about to start on Sundays in Wilmington. Amen? But I believe God wants us to do more. And so we're going to be announcing the things as they come up that God is doing with us as a church. Uh, you kind of loaned me out for a few days. Um, while I was there, got a chance to lead several dozen people to Christ. Amen? Got an opportunity to encourage other pastors. And, and so I believe the Lord wants to do amazing, great, mighty, and wonderful things. We don't want to miss a thing that he's called us to do here, but we surely don't want to miss in these last days the opportunity for us to go. And so be looking for ways you can get involved in going. It's not some special thing. It is someone who says with their heart and with their soul and with their mind and with their strength, here am I, Lord, send me. Yes. Amen? Yes. You're going to get a chance to meet some of these pastors because they want to come and meet you. And so we're going to be bringing some of them here. And you'll get to hear about the work that God's doing rescuing girls from sex slavery in Cartagena. You're going to get to hear about the work that's going on in the favelas of San Salvador. You're going to get to hear about what God is doing in the mountains of Peru. Now you guys get out of air going to the top of Palos Verdes. <laughs> we have a church that we just planted where the church building is at 14,000 feet. So work out if you want to go there <laughs> and buy an O2 tank. There's, there's lots to do and there's very little time to do it. And so get engaged. Ask the Lord how he would help you support, how he would send you. We plan on having short-term, long-term, mid-term opportunities for you to go and be involved in the mission field. It will change your life. I, I would share with you one final thing as we were driving from one place that we had met to another place that we were going to meet and ultimately to the place where we held the conference. While we were traveling, we were in a car and I will never complain about the traffic in L.A. ever again. The traffic in El Salvador is, it's like on a different level, a different plane. Because um, two-lane roads somehow end up with four lanes of traffic in them. But as we were driving, I, I was watching up ahead, and uh, Pastor Carlos, who's the pastor of Calvary Chapel San Salvador, was driving. And we looked, and I saw what I thought was an explosion 
in a car up a couple hundred yards and then the traffic stopped. I didn't really know why, but we found out why. Because a young lady had been shot and killed and then thrown out of the car. I tell you that for this reason. Sometimes we get caught up in our own little world, and there's tough stuff here. I absolutely will say amen, yes. There's, there's some places within a few miles of here that we could say those things might even happen today, and I'm not dismissing any, any, anything that, that we're currently going through even in our little region of the world. But I think sometimes we get caught up and we stop thinking about how gracious and kind and good the Lord has been to us. Amen? I had no water that I could drink out of the tap anywhere that I stayed the whole trip. Didn't see a warm shower until Friday. I slept on a bed that was slightly softer than the sidewalk in the front of the church. Brothers and sisters, we need to be thankful. Amen? And so to that end, let's set the stage for what will be our study for next Sunday and the worthlessness of worry because we worry about a lot of things, don't we? And boy, I can tell you when you're driving by and you're, you're watching human life be reduced to being thrown out of a car after you've been shot, you all of a sudden get a different perspective. When you realize that people would, would be grateful to actually have clean water to drink, you get really thankful. And so let's turn our attention to the fourth chapter here as Paul begins. And we're going to simply read it, highlight two things, and then we're going to pray. And therefore, Paul says in verse 1 of Philippians chapter 4, he's adding to what he's previously said, My beloved and long-for brethren, my joy and my crown. Paul planted this church He loved this church. He tells them to stand fast in the Lord, beloved. And then he goes on to say something that I think I want to draw your attention to to set us up for next Sunday. I implore you, Iodia, and I implore you, Tsentaichi, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Isn't it strange how easily we can be divided Isn't it frightening how simple that can become? We become divided over meaningless things, pointless things. We don't even know what these two ladies were arguing about, but Paul took time to address it. To be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion. And he uses a word there. It may actually be this man's name. Sigicus. He says, I am, and it means actually yoke fellow, 
one who's yoked to another. He says, I, I urge you, someone who's yoked to these women in ministry, help these women who labored with me in the gospel. And they'd actually started out, they'd run well. They'd begun together, but somehow they had become separated. There was division. And with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life, you see at the end of the day, we ought to be rejoicing that our names are in the book of life. Amen? And stop whining about all the stuff that we whine about that doesn't matter when we get to heaven. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And notice how he says to do that rejoicing. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Why? Because time's short. The Lord is at hand. What are we doing? Why are we letting division separate us? Why are we allowing the things that divide us to do that? Why are we giving the enemy opportunity to keep us apart when we're at our best together? And then he says to us, he says to you, says to me, he says to Pastor Jeff, Jeff, would you stop worrying? Would you quit being anxious? Be anxious for nothing. And Paul had some things to be anxious. He was in prison, amen? He had some things that certainly concerned him. To be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, would you notice that the end result is not actually the end result, it's the beginning assumption? He said, with thanksgiving... You have to have thanksgiving to go with that request. You must assume the thanksgiving because you may not see the result just yet. So you request of God with thanksgiving. You talk to God with thanksgiving. You pray to God with thanksgiving in your heart and let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all of our understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. We'll meditate on that this week. We'll unwrap it next Sunday. There are things we could worry about. Let's concern ourselves with things that matter. Amen? Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for this amazing congregation. Lord, for the potential that's represented in this room to reach this world for the cause of the gospel. Lord, if every one of us did what you have asked us to do, we took our time and our talents and our treasure and we put them to your uses, Lord, only you know what we might be able to accomplish. And so, God, we ask that you would make us a mighty force for your kingdom. Would you bless us with your presence in all that we do and say? And, God, would you do great, mighty, wonderful, majestic, glorious things through this church around the world for your namesake and for your kingdom. And we thank you 
And we praise you before we ever see the results of that prayer. Lord, we say with thankful hearts, thank you, God, for loving us, for using us. And we ask it in the most amazing name of all, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.